Hi, this is Mark Rabin, and welcome to episode 208 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from May 16th, 2017, titled, A Lesson from Toyota, Thanking Employees for Pointing Out Problems. Well, I want to thank Lean Frontiers for sharing a story from Mike Hoseas on LinkedIn. Um, they shared a video uh, where Mike, of course, is the co-author of the excellent book, Toyota Culture, The Heart and Soul of the Toyota Way, which was written with Jeff Liker, who I just learned is retiring from the University of Michigan, actually, and uh, we'll have more about that soon on leanblog.org. Lean Frontiers, the organization, is offering up these uh, these videos, these audio clips in a lead up to the Lean People Development Summit, which is being held September 11th and 12th in Savannah, Georgia. And I hope to see you at their Lean Coaching Summit being held in Austin this July, where I will be attending as their guest. So here's a story uh, that Mike told uh, with audio um, shared via YouTube. And uh, there's also a transcript of his comments if you want to go uh, to the blog, leanblog.org slash audio 208 is where you can find that. Here is Mike Hoseas. I learned this the first week in the, the job at Toyota. I was sent to Japan to work on the line, right? And they wanted me to have empathy. They said, you're going to work on the line because we want you to have empathy for the team leaders and team members that you're going to come back and lead, even though group leaders don't work on the line. Have you work on the line for 30 days? And we're going to build Camrys over there and once a minute, but uh, don't expect to learn the whole job. So I remember going over to Japan thinking, how can I not learn a 60-second job in 30 days? They must not know us Americans very well. I'm going to show them. To end that story quick, they were right. I didn't learn the job in 30 days, but, uh, but I was dying trying. And so the first week I was putting in fender liners on a Camry and shooting three screws, four bolts, three screws, four bolts, one after another. And that was you know, about 10 seconds of the 60 seconds, but that was my first week's assignment. And uh, getting pretty quick uh, throughout the week, and then all of a sudden, uh, towards the end of the week, I'm popping those babies in, and I slipped. My air tool slipped, and I went out, and I scratched the fender of the car. It was a beautiful blue Camry, and I remember the white line right across the... And I'm thinking, shoot. But nobody saw me do it. <laughs> because I checked, right? I mean, it was like... <laughs> and the coast was clear. And so they taught me to do what if I have a problem? Pull the end on. So I had a decision to make. And my decision was, I'm not going to pull it. I don't want them to know I screwed up. I'm trying to show them that the Americans are, can do this. And plus, personally, I don't want them to know I messed up. I don't want to put my job in jeopardy. So then I started finishing the rest of the job. And all of a sudden, my conscience started getting better of me. And you know, I know HR had told me before I left, you'd need to pull the end on. And when I got there, the team leaders, the group leaders. But I still wasn't convinced. And I was rationalizing, saying, well, it's not that bad of a scratch, you know? I mean, it, it looks bad from here, but it's the angle. I'm under the car, you know? And I mean. If the car's on the ground, who in the heck's going to be laying on the cement, you know, looking at that? I think it's going to be okay. And so on we go. Then uh, about ready to finish the car, and I'm like, oh, no, gosh, my, I'm starting getting paranoid thinking, do they have hidden cameras up here somewhere or something, you know? And so I better go ahead and pull it. So I pull the hand on, and the team leader comes over, and he tags the scratch to go to the paint hospital. And then he stands by me to watch me, and he starts coaching me two, three, four cars, and he teaching me if I can put the, uh, my other hand to brace that air tool while I'm shooting, even if I slip, it'll stay in the fender well and it won't go out into the fender. It's like, well, that's a good, that's good Kaizen, that's good problem solving, so I can do that. So the rest of the two-hour split, I did that, and no more scratches. So problem solved, I'm feeling good. And then every uh, morning, there's a five-minute shutdown for the team leaders to have a safety talk, and every afternoon, there's a five-minute shutdown for the group leaders to have a quality talk with their 20, 25 people. 
So all week long, I'm drinking my Coke, and you know they're jabbering in Japanese, and on I go, and on they go, because I don't know Japanese. And so that day, I'm doing the same thing, drinking my Coke, and they're jabbering in Japanese, and all of a sudden, I hear Mike's sign. And I look up, it's like, are you talking to me? And they weren't talking to me. They were talking about me, but they weren't talking to me. <laughs> so I start listening a little more, and then a little bit later, I hear a scratchy. <laughs> I go, I think I know what they're talking about. That translates pretty darn clearly, doesn't it? Uh, and I can't believe they're talking about that. I mean, what happened to the respect and trust deal that we were talking I thought the team leader, I thought we had the problem solved. Now he's telling the whole group I screwed up. Thanks a lot, buddy. Now I, get, now I see how it really is. Now what are they going to do? So with that, they, uh, the bell get, turns the bells and whistles go off to call everybody back to the line, and they start streaming back to the line, but they come right towards me, and they start shaking my hand and patting me on the back, and I'm thinking, what the heck is going on? Are they saying goodbye, or what is the... <laughs> so I'm trying to talk, I'm trying to figure it out, and uh, they get somebody to take my place, and they go get a translator. There was two or three of those in the plant for all of us, and so she comes over, talks to the group leader for a while. She comes back to me, and she says, Mike's son, they're wanting to thank you. I'm like, what? Thank me for scratching the car? No, they're wanting to thank you for letting them know you scratched the car. They said it was a kind of a little defect under there. It could have got past inspection and got to the customer. That would have been the worst case. The most likely case is inspection would have found it, but then they would have had to take time and effort to track it back and find where it came from. And by you letting them know, neither of those happened, and that's what they're thanking you. I'm like, wow. Some people say, well, did you go make more scratches then after that? <laughs> no, but what do you think I did the next time I had a problem? Pulled the end on. So do you have that culture in your organization? And what are we doing about it if you do not? So I have um, a few comments on uh, his story. You know, I think first off, early in his story, Mike talks about empathy and the idea of empathy for those doing the work is really important. Um, I, I think it's sad, but I've seen leaders at times in manufacturing and in healthcare not have much empathy for those doing the work. That leads to blaming individuals for systemic problems, uh, which doesn't lead to much improvement. So think of Mike's scenario, you know, would it be easy for someone to say, well, you know, Mike screwed up, um, Mike damaged the vehicle, or would better problem solving focus on the tool slipping and ask why it's possible for the tool to slip? You know, I bet Mike isn't the only one who's had that tool slip. And that's why the response there was about coaching and helping him, not shaming and punishing him. So my question is this, does your organization, whether it's a factory, a software startup, or a hospital, thank people for pointing out problems and mistakes? How much more quality improvement would take place if, if that were the culture in your organization? So I wanna again thank Mike Hoseas and Lean Frontiers for sharing uh, a thought-provoking story. If you'd like to add some of your thoughts and reactions, again, go to leanblog.org audio 208.